mini episode 1431 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. I'd like to get the uh, thoughts here. I'd like to reach over and make the hot tag to uh, John Adams and uh, get it uh, going here on uh, your thoughts, Johnny, on uh, what the, the next 15 years might bring, good, bad, and otherwise, in whatever areas you want to get. Well, certainly, uh, just overall, I've got, you know, concerns about, uh, you know, the continued kind of uh, erosion of the family structure as it, it, it really pertains towards uh, education, which I'll, I'll roll back to in a second. The kind of social justice movement uh, is kind of concerning because uh, there's almost this kind of uh, the cancel culture concerning. Uh, but, you know, I'm a hopeful guy. I remain hopeful about, um, you know, this. hopefully there's a trend more towards kind of the face-to-face communication, the community, small community. And I have real concerns over kind of this technology, the social media, and the phones, especially our consumers are getting younger and younger and younger. It's very concerning. But... Um, yeah, I'm very hopeful that uh, people still remember the message in this country and the opportunity. And uh, you know, I think it lies with, with uh, uh, you know, still studying multiple sources, uh, finding like-minded individuals, uh, you know, and being that open-minded, finding that common ground. You know, the, the, the idea, and I follow a few people on Instagram uh, here and there, and people cannot have conversations. They, they're just bent one way or another or the other and this lack of looking for common ground. But I'm hopeful we'll, we'll find that going forward. Uh, back to the education. Uh, I'm not sure where schools are going to go. I, I, I have a feeling that uh, uh, there may be a bubble bursting with college uh, between cost and the content. And even in public schools, uh, I'm concerned with teacher unions. I'm a member, but uh, it seems like they're not... Uh, they seem to have taken a real political approach to dictating policy and content and kind of, you know, you get to go taking on parents and, uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I think schools kind of need an overhaul. Like I, I keep seeing things that, that people complain about, like the systems in place, but they're part of the system. In other words, you know, we get, we get concerned like, well, you're just passing kids on or you're, you're teaching this to my child. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have uh, an unintended consequence for these teacher unions is you're going to have even more scrutiny on what's being taught. And I think uh, eventually, I think people are going to decide they want to pull their kids out of public school and go here, go here, go here, because they can have more say in uh, what their kids are being taught and being more involved in it. So I know that's kind of sporadic there, but uh, that's what I'd say about the education. Um uh, in terms of sports, I, I don't know. I think um, it's going to be more of a scene where people will, like, if you're going to an event, I think it's going to be more and more of uh, interaction with the players or interacting in the game. Maybe there's going to be small screens so you can get 
more involved. I don't know. I don't want to say choosing plays, but uh, or having to say in the actual outcome of the game. I don't know. I know that's kind of sporadic. Go ahead. Definitely for gambling. You'll definitely they'll make it easy to gamble in whatever way possible because that that whole sort of uh, you know thing of being hush hush and in the shadows is definitely changed. The one follow-up thing I'd like to say, John, is what you said about education. For old heads like us, when we were coming up and, you know, the amicus is kind of cutting edge, uh, it does seem like education, primarily when kids are younger, you know, that is way overdue for a re-examination about what needs to be prioritized, what do you teach kids at whatever age, what's what's the ultimate thing for being productive in, in 21st century society? It doesn't seem to me... They ever re-engineered that, re-examined that, and that, uh, to me, I would think seems long overdue. Well, I, I, I would just say this, and I know I've had this conversation either on this show in the past or perhaps on with other people, and Rick, maybe you and I have had this conversation, but the entire university system should be absolutely blown up and scuttled. It's antiquated. Um, it doesn't make sense anymore. It made sense in the year 1200. Um, when a university like Oxford was a place where the learned men had to come together with these things called, you know, manuscripts and then books, you know, later on, um, to teach you certain languages and this and that and what knowledge they had. It had to be congregated and aggregated. And so campuses and things like that made sense. You would travel to be taught by the, the Gregorian monks, um, you know, on a, 14-day horse ride to get to the to, to this place of learned men. It doesn't make any sense anymore at, at all. Mm-hmm. Anybody can learn anything now at their fingertips because of the internet. Um, you can learn at your own pace. You can learn, um, you know, any subject matter you want. It's all there. It's all out there. And you sure as hell don't need to travel on the semester system down to Athens, Ohio, um, to sit in a classroom and very methodically plod through some academic calendar that's been designed to protect jobs and, and, and financing interests on a campus. I mean, it's just, it, it's, 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 at this point, it's absolute trash. And if you were going to design an education system now from scratch, it wouldn't look anything like it does now at all. Mm-hmm. So the John's right. point about homeschooling and things like that, um, as we, fragment more and more as a society, yeah, I think you're going to see more of that. Uh, I think you're going to see more people willing to say, I'm out of this traditional system as a parent or whatnot. Um, and, and you see now even the tech companies, they don't care if you go to college. Do you know how to do X, Y, and Z? Can you code? Are you a problem solver? Hey, you're 16, come work for us, man. You're pretty talented. We'll fill you in on the knowledge you need to have to, to, to get where we want you to go. You know, we don't need you to go sit for four years in a classroom somewhere and learn about, you know, X, Y, or Z, Geology 101. I mean, it's just, it has to change. And the only way it's going to change is the, the, the structure that's built it will try to defend it to the end and bankrupt us all into oblivion trying to defend it. Um, the only way you're going to fix it, frankly, in my opinion, whether it's the college level or even the local educational system level, is you have to fund, you have to fund the student, not the system. So the money follows the people. Whatever they're doing, those tax dollars go there. If no one, and not enough people are going to the University of Akron, it dies. Um, if it, you know, if they're not going to your local school district, but they're going to the one town over, your local one just it dies. The money follows the school. 
And that, that's why a lot of that, that's why a lot of people like are favorite of vouchers, right? Because the voucher, you can say, okay, well, you're not providing this right. right. I'm taking them elsewhere. And to your point, Chris, with the schedule, you know, ultimately, the public education schedule was meant to filter kids somewhere while parents are working. Really? Well, it was designed also in large part during an, 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 an agricultural-based society, right? You had yeah. summers off because you had to harvest. You know, I mean, everything was designed, you know, even in West Virginia to this day, you can't get off of school for the first day of, of deer hunting season. That's a holiday there. Like, school is designed around an agrarian schedule. It's no, nobody wants that schedule anymore, right? <laughs> if you're going to have school off now, you should actually have it off in the winter. You know, for a few months in the winter, let's, let's get out of the bad weather and snow days and accidents and Get hit by cars that buses to you know to cars that car slides off the road in the snow. I mean, if you were designing it now, you still wanted to have a, an individual place. Kids are, you and ideally, you should, yeah, and ideally, really, you should go. You could go all year round and go eight to ten weeks, and then take a break. Go your next section, take a break, and guess what? You could even have it structured where kids maybe only go three of those sessions a year, and then you're traveling with your family. You're doing this, doing that. I mean it. It really does need an overhaul, and uh, yeah. I, I agree with the homeschooling to an extent, but you still need something where there is a little bit of school because you still need, kids need to meet kids. They need to learn early in life how to relate to others, or else you're going to have a generation of people who do nothing but go to school from home and work for home from home. Why? Because they're too awkward to meet somebody else. Very true. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to kind of add to that too. I mean, it's to the point where, okay, it's been brought up that age, they're doing stem cell things and this and that, and everybody's gonna live forever. But if nobody can talk to each other, except for the way, actually, the way we're doing it right now, you know what I mean? That's kind of defeating my point because we are doing this this way right now instead of all sitting in one room. But at the same point, if Kids don't learn how to interact with each other, but yet they can live forever. Have you ever seen the movie Wally, where they're on that spaceship and oh, there's somebody sitting actually right next to me, and we're all riding around on a spaceship just watching TV? I mean, what kind of life is that? And who want, who would want to live forever if you can't talk to each other? Our, our devices will talk to each other, Matt. My device will talk to your device, and uh, that's how it works. <laughs> but it, it, it's just, you got to have contact. you got to be able to talk to each other. What's the point of living forever if you can't contact face-to-face? Well, how much does this play? I mean, this is a distasteful kind of a thing to bring up here, but uh, here goes anyways. Uh, for as much as people are talking about uh, the alleged explosion in the years to come of uh, animatronic sex dolls, uh, one could see it very much tying into that there. If you, if you have this explosion of awkwardness and everything like that, uh, then the special orders of these places will probably shoot up accordingly, one would think. That's the expert. I'm, 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 I'm getting in the business of buying stock right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Invest. Invest. <laughs> Invest in sex doll coin, people. <laughs> oh. Carvana, look out. I'm coming. I got the machine. <laughs> he, just right. invented, he just invented Galvana. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. I'm not exactly sure Johnny expected his uh, uh, his subject matter to get yeah. in that direction. But, yeah. It was inevitable, uh, I suppose. But uh, Matt, let's uh, let's turn to you here. Uh, let's let's get some of your thoughts here on the uh, the next 15 years and anything you're keeping your eye on trend wise. I I really don't know. I mean, the way okay. things are right That's now, fine. things have been so unpredictable. I really hope to see, as I mentioned before, schooling actually does become right. Kids stay in school. And I really hope that, yes, people start interacting a little more in person instead of on the phone. I don't want to see, like I said, that movie Wally. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but I... I don't want to see that. I don't want to end up sitting in a chair just, okay, a machine, a computer gives me my food, a computer gives me this, and I can pretend that I'm in Hawaii, but why don't I just get off my butt and go to Hawaii, you know? Sometimes that's expensive, but hey, I I guess if I predict something, I the only thing I could think of to really, really be honest is to say that, yeah, I believe there's going to be the big three is, are going to fall in the car manufacturing. I would honestly hope that technology, as much as it does evolve, that it takes a freeze and everybody can catch up with what is there, but that's never going to happen. I mean, I just got a new smartphone. I, Like I said, by the time I get my next one, will I be able to use it? Uh, I will never well, know where I'm, I'm sorry. I don't look Chris. Huddle with Chris. He'll help you get the most out of it. Uh, he, he's always good at being able to do that. But uh, listen, I will say this, Matt. I mean, points for honesty, right? Because there's a reason that last year we redid our predictions for the 2020s because the pandemic upended everything. And we were sitting here in January 2021 thinking, oh, okay, this is at least the end of the beginning. Uh, and a year later, uh, we're in the midst of with Omicron, and uh, again, thankfully, deaths and hospitalizations from Omicron, I think, are not corresponding, but the biggest surge ever in terms of numbers. So the way out of this thing, what the world looks like, it's extra hazy because of what we where we are now. And the thing is, Matt, all the things you're talking about, outside of the big three, I don't know if that's been as affected by this, but the other things you're talking about have been exacerbated by the pandemic. The, the retreat away from face-to-face, the retreat away from the traditional means of communications. You know, Zoom has really exploded the last two years and everything yeah. else out of necessity, yes. But the when pandemic has... We're not doing it in person. That's exactly right. We're a microcosm of our Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we'd... Uh, We'd usually be down over in uh, in my dad's basement here, uh, recording in the uh, the comfy recording space down there. Personally, that's right. That's right. I mean, the pandemic has exacerbated a lot of this. So uh, again, I'm gonna say I I think this version sucks because otherwise I'd be sitting in your dad's basement eating all kinds of junk food. Exactly. I miss that damn junk food. I always try to make sure the spread is well catered, boys. Uh, I'm off the hook for it when we're doing it this way. But, uh, yeah, so I always try to take care of the peeps when we're coming to do it. Thankfully, I think all would agree, content-wise, it's the same thing. Although, would we be having more fun sitting in person? Of course we would. I mean, it would be more yeah. fun. But if the, the actual content, though, as anybody can tell that's listened to this, still shines through. But, yes, no, this is sort of a microcosm of, We'd be having more fun personally if it made sense to do it in that way at this time. That's that's sort of a microcosm of where we're at. 
and who knows when in the next 15 years that that's going to reverse itself. Uh, just to jump in here to Matt's point, and I can't speak to, uh, say, uh, Chevy or Chrysler, but I know Ford's pretty innovative with their EV vehicles coming up. Um, with the, uh, uh, the Lightning is coming out. I actually ordered a, a, a Ford Maverick hybrid truck. So um, hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, they'll kind of continue to trend that way. Uh, and, and I was a Toyota guy for 16 years. So anyway, but, um, you know, I think they've got some innovative stuff uh, on the way. Quick question for Johnny. Johnny, on the whole thing there, everything old new again. Your family, if I remember correctly, of the high school days, you guys were an AMC family, were you not? You guys were outside of Big Three at one point. <laughs> there was a Matador that lurked somewhere around Parma. I think it went in my house. I, I'm not sure. Okay.
you get these bands out there saying you have to download our music. You can't just straight go buy it. You have to go on to iTunes or wherever and download it. There's no longer CDs. There's no longer uh, anything like that. It's, it's all in your phone. Um, another thing, another angle is I think once we come out of this pandemic, you're still going to see more people watching concerts from home. You're still going to see more people say, well, why would I go spend $50 at a concert for me per person and pay $12 or whatever for a drink when I can sit at home, watch the same show, get the same experience, not have to go. Uh, you'll still get the people, the, the local music. Matt and I were just at a local show a couple weeks ago. Um, you'll still get the local bands that'll, that'll still attract people, but the national artists are going to do less and less because they can make the same money without having to do all that. Um, you're going to see um, a big decline in movie sales. I already know people that are more happy watching movies from home than they are going to the movie theaters. You're going to see um, one of the things, and this will be, well, yeah, you'll, the TV series, you'll see, with TV series, you'll see a, the more on-demand content, the more, hey, I can watch 27 episodes of Yellowstone in a day and be done with that series and done and on to the next one. The other thing, and this is the biggest thing, and this is gonna, this is gonna be more of a, what I want to see a response from Chris. And I've had a, I've had a long conversation with Ricky on this. And this is my biggest one is in politics. You have, if you look at politics, there is more a division among, in, in, in parties. Like you have your, your pro-Biden guys in the Democrats and your anti-Biden guys in the Democrats. And you have your pro-Trump guys in the Republicans. It seems like with the parties that there is more a divide between like Republican and Democrat parties than there's ever been. And I think you may look for we may see a divide in the parties and we may see up to four parties coming in the future, maybe four or five in the future where you're looking at more than two presidential candidates or more than two congressional candidates. You're looking at a handful of candidates as opposed to just one or two. Um, well, as a Joe Jurgensen voter in 2020, I would tell you we already have more than two candidates on there. And quite frankly, I, I know what you mean, more than two major ones. So, uh, well, and I would, you know, I would say, I would answer this way. As bad as it is, we have, we do, we, we do not, this is not as bad as it's ever been, um, in terms of the division between the two parties. Um, there was a time when those two parties led us to civil war. Um, so we haven't actually reached that point yet. Um, and hopefully we don't. Um, uh, but, um, you know, we, we kind of forget some of our history sometimes, um, when we, when we, when we get sort of myopic. Now, that's not me that's saying. That's because it's getting erased all the time, Chris. The, the what? That's because history's being erased all the time. Well, that's yeah. why we can't learn from it. But I, I think yeah. that Anthony's point, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad right now. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, and it's bad in a sense, even culturally, to, to kind of tie what, what he was talking about together in the sense that, Everything is politicized in terms of red team, blue team. Um, you know, there, there's now, it's, it's, it's dogma, right? If you're on the red team, you have to be 100% on the red team. If you're on the blue team, you have to be 100% on the blue team. 
you can't have any variation in thought or opinion or what you're willing to support, vote for, or otherwise. Um, and you're seeing yep. that now spilling into culture at large, right? Where you know people only want to watch certain TV shows or stations. They only want to buy certain brands. They only want to. I mean, you know, it, it's getting it's getting really bad. It's the I kind of make call it like the the sportsification of our culture, where you know I'm a Browns fan and I hate all Steelers fans. Or I'm a Steelers fan and I hate all Ravens fans. Um, and no matter what, you know, that guy was a problem when he was on your team. And now that he's on my team, he's awesome. I don't care that he raped anybody. Now he's on my team. So he's my guy, right? That's where we are now with everything. Everything. Um, and the other problem with that is when you, there is too much now culturally in terms of people's, um, how they are processing things psychologically in my opinion. They are placing the value of those parties and their cultural choices. Um, they're internalizing it. So, and I don't think we've ever seen that before in terms of if you criticize my team, I'm living vicariously through, you know, the president. And if you criticize the president, you know, you're criticizing me. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm criticizing the president. No, you're criticizing me because I'm now living vicariously through my politics. It is now a huge portion of my actual site, and and it's that's a very unhealthy place to be. Um, I don't know that we've ever seen that phenomenon before, and um, I don't know what it foretells in terms of the future. Um, but if it doesn't change, it's 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 probably it, it's not going to be good. Well, no, my thing is I just want to ask you a quick follow up on that, Chris, because. I'm just going to mention, all right, so one of the guys on my bowling team, a, a guy who's old enough, who was around, whatever, I mentioned to him recently, I think the divisiveness is the worst it's been since the 60s, and he said, I think it's gotten worse than the 60s. And that, to me, is a heck of a mouthful, because short of the Civil War, that's about the worst it ever was in these countries, right? in this country, right? It was 100 years apart, and that was sort of the first chapter, and then the second chapter. I and mean, this is just one person anecdotally saying it's worse than the 60s, but that made an impression on me when he said that. No, I think it is worse than the 60s. Um, and I think it's worse because of our mediated political realities now, whether it's social media, cable news, and the rest of it. Um, it I, I think it's far worse. I think people saw themselves as Americans first, and and then they were a Democrat or Republican. And, um, you know, they would vote either which way. And, again, they didn't internalize their politics as being part of who they are. Uh, right. It, it's, it's different now. Um, it's very different. It's much more toxic. Um, I don't know how you unwind it. Like, I just don't, I don't know what the function is. Um, part of me wonders if it's, it's just education in some ways in terms of our youth, reminding people about our American system, our history. Um, you know, we see it, on, and, it is, and it's folks on both sides of the aisle. You know, they, they just absolutely don't understand our American history or our republic, how it's structured, how it's supposed to work. They don't get it at all. And when you have, a, when you have a population that doesn't understand the very contract that we're all supposed to operate under, it leads to, to problems that I think we're starting to see now. I kind of wanted to add, I didn't want to jump on when Ricky said, okay, uh, Matt, what's your prediction? Part of mine was part of what we were talking about, but I knew what Anthony was going to say. So I didn't want to, I guess you could say, steal his thunder. But 
Gotcha. I want to say I agree with him. I think there's going to be a right side and left side Democrat, a right side and a left side Republican, and then all the independents. And there might be the Mickey Mouse that still throws his name in the in the ring. And so you'll have five or six candidates up there for president. And part of my reason for that thinking is, okay, if they can't all agree, then the parties are going to end up dividing. But they still want to be Democrat. They still want to be Republican. They still want to be independent. But from that, somehow or another, part of my prediction is I think we're going to have our first woman president in the next 15 years. I think the first woman president will be Republican. I mean, unless somehow Joe Biden dies tomorrow and Kamala Harris gets, you know, sworn in as uh, as president. Um, but if he does before January 14th, Chris, people are going to know this is taped. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, so I would just say this about the multi-party prediction. I think that that's ultimately um, unlikely just because of the way our system is structured. It is truly tailor-made for a dominant two-party majority system. There are always going to be little parties out there um, nipping at the heels and, and trying to make a splash, and they may occasionally make a splash here and there in an individual race, but our whole system is, is really tailor-made for two dominant parties, um, and I don't really see that changing anytime soon. Um, that doesn't mean a party can't be replaced. You saw that with the Whig Party going the way of the dodo. Um, and eventually the Republican Party emerged but with new issues um, than the Whig Party. So it, it, it is, it, you could see one of the two major parties eventually collapse under its own weight and then be replaced by something else. Um, but uh, having more than two major parties is still unlikely in the way our, our system is structured. Interesting. Johnny, I know you got a point here. I'm sorry we haven't gotten to you yet. Uh, please jump in. No, uh, no worries. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I think the, the answer is the education, as Chris was saying. And I think identifying it when you're, when you're thinking about, you know, these people that are living vicariously through uh, social media, through individuals, and they get so emotional, then that fuels, I think, the activism. And ultimately, it's in, in some ways, and I see it firsthand with different ways uh, young people responding to, the, to these things in school. It's almost like grooming, whether it's grooming them to be activists, grooming them to be, you know, consider things like gender and those things. But I think identifying it and the education is the key. It's alarming. It is alarming. It definitely is. And I, I will say, too, as far as, it, Chris, I don't remember if this is a panel that you and I did. I don't remember if this was part of our five-year anniversary in 2012 or not. I do know at one point during the year 2012, I was saying on the show, so I'm going to pat myself on the back as ahead of the curve here, talking about the right wing in this country. I said it was dead. All that exists is the anti-left. Because if you watch the primaries that year, the candidates for president, all they did was spend time talking about Obama, and everyone was criticizing. They were clamoring to be the biggest anti-Obama in all these symbolic ways. It foreshadowed everything that was coming. Because everything today is, is, there's nothing that any politician says right, left, or otherwise, that is that is anything other than posturing, pandering to people, trying to push the hot buttons, whatever. And in 2012, I think it was really starting to get critical mass if it hadn't already. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, the intellectual movement on this side of the spectrum is dead. All that is left is the anti-left. 
And if you look at it today, 10 years later, it's undeniably true. All that exists are the people that are against Biden and anything else like that. The people like me, the when we were younger, that had ideas on what we wanted to do differently, you don't see that anymore. Now, you were right about that change. And, and certainly one could argue that Obama was is, is the father of Trump. I mean, he is. Yeah. There's no Obama, there's no Trump. Um, True. And um, you're right, at least right now, the, the Republican Party and the conservative, conservatism, there's still an intellectual component to it. But um, what we thought about the political part of the conservative movement is, is dead. It's It's been overrun by populism. There is no real intellectual honesty right now in too many parts of it. I mean, when you see Republicans, you know, demanding, you know, you know, tariffs and then government kickbacks and subsidies to farmers, and I'm like, hi, that's socialism. I mean, to, to, you know, you've got conservatives, quote unquote, on the floor of the Senate, pounding away for, you know, bean subsidies from the government while we while we choke off beans from other countries that import or or, or don't allow them to be exported to other countries. I mean, it's all, it's like, where there's nothing conservative going on and, and, and these, right. these are ideas being espoused by conservatives, you know, quote, unquote. No, I agree. I mean, it's, if you watch, you don't have to watch or read much anymore to know that it's all about, you know, quote, unquote, stopping socialism or stopping Obama or stopping Biden or being opposed to AOC. I mean, those things have value in and of themselves, but you're right. The intellectual part of it, the, 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 the William F. Buckley component, is just gone. Um, right. If, if a Democrat says X, the Republican is automatically opposed to it, even if it's a position that uh, ideologically they ought to embrace, right? Like, you know, or, or right. and vice versa. The left is doing the same thing now. And it's funny to me because I see all this hand-wringing about now you see these pollsters picking up asking Americans, like, well, should, you know, is the country getting closer to civil war? And you see people on the left saying, we need to change the system because it's, you know, we're too different. We're becoming two Americas and we're not getting along and maybe we ought to split the country up. And then you see people on the right doing the same thing. Texas is like, we're going to leave the union and we're going to do this. And the funny thing about it is, and get back to the education point, people not understanding our system, you know, I want to scream to the left and to the right. We already have this system in place that will give you exactly what you want, and that is our federal republic. It was absolutely, if you start to actually respect the structures and stop trying to bastardize and change them, the founding fathers set this up so that Maryland can have different rules than Kansas. And if California wants to abort every other child, they can go right ahead while Michigan says, nope, we're not doing that. No abortions allowed here. We have a system in place that if we would stop federalizing every freaking law and issue and allow states to actually determine their outcome, we could have a more perfect union and people can live in red and blue, left and right states and whatnot. The funny thing about it is it's in front of us. It's the system we're supposed to be having. But this drive for the last hundred years to federalize every single thing in our lives has stripped away the power of the brilliance of the original setup. So we can have a place where AOC wants to live and be a lunatic. Fine. You can have Texas take a different path. Um, that's the, that was the brilliance of the system. And we just, and now what you have is both sides 
now through federal power, have now decided they want to federalize everything, either left or right, right? And it's just this constant moving of the football. Over here, oh, go back over here. You see the Supreme Court fights and everything else. If, if, if people were to respect the system in the way it was designed, we could actually have what everybody's looking for is self-determination at, at the state level. That's how it's supposed to be. Yep. Instead of everything, just uh, one size fits all. Because that uh, that kind of leads us to where we are, because one size fits all is not going to uh, satisfy anybody. 